Welcome to the Influent Podcast, developing leadership, building success, and influencing society. For more resources, visit us online at influent.life. Hello and good evening. Welcome everyone. Kelly Genowick here with Influent Live. And this evening, we're going to be discussing a hot topic of taking Hollywood for the Lord. So with me this evening, I have two of my friends. I have Joshua Jolly here and Chad Merrill. And both of them have been involved in work in Southern California um, as actors and influencers. So as we start the show tonight, I really wanted to open with um, a great scripture in Isaiah 60, verse 1. It says, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise upon you. So in light of that scripture today, we just kind of want to dig a little deeper into what it looks like to have the Lord rising on us as deep darkness covers the people and different conflicting ideas uh, in the world of media try to pervade how we can be voices uh, for the kingdom of light. So Joshua, I want to start with you. You Hi. have a really fun testimony. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Um, you know, I was thinking about how all of our life as disciples of Christ, you know, we are on this rescue mission from heaven on reaching the world with the light of God and with the truth of our Savior. And as you were sharing with me earlier, you have a really powerful way in which the Lord called you um, to be his messenger and to be his voice. So I'd love to open the show with you kind of sharing a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. Um, thank you. Um, so basically, uh, graduated college and uh, realized that I needed to have my own relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And so seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you kind of came to mind. And so from about 23 to 25, I call my engagement to the Lord, where I was actually pursuing Him and wanting relationship with Him. And it wasn't until about 25 years old or so that a bunch of things just started happening. And one night in particular, I was reading Romans 6, and in Romans 6 it talks about how you're a slave to sin or you're a slave to righteousness. And this just thought went through my head, like, I want to be a slave for righteousness. And mm. Jesus is the embodiment of righteousness, and so I want to be a slave for Jesus. And so this thought process rolled through my mind, and as soon as I thought, I'm going to write a contract committing my life as a slave to Jesus, all these thoughts like flooded my head, like, no, 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 that's way too much, that's way too severe, that's way too intense, you're going to sin again, you know, all these like anxiety kind of fearful thoughts, and, and it was just really overwhelming, and, I, and so I just kind of like pulled back uh, from those thoughts and just got perspective on it. And, and so I just thought, okay, let's see here. Like, Jesus is the author of life. He created my life. You know, Jesus died on the cross, rose again for me. Jesus loves me more than I love myself. Mm. And I thought, man, this is the best thing I could ever do. So I had this little, you know, post-it note and I put, I commit my life as a slave to Jesus Christ and I signed it. And up until that point, I always wondered, like, am I really a Christian? Am I really saved, like, for real? And when, when I did that, um, everything clarified because I had that on my desk, and I go, this is what I've agreed to. Mm. And looking back, I realized that Jesus is always pursuing me, and and at that moment, I call it, like, my, my marriage to the Lord, mm. when 
I committed. He was always committed, and then I committed at that point. And, and so that's really where I feel things changed. And I wasn't sure if, you know, because of the whole vows, you know, don't, don't make vows and oaths and stuff. And so I was like, ah, I don't know about that. But I later found in Isaiah 44 where it says some will call themselves by the name of the Lord. And I think it's 44. Mm. And others will write with their hand the Lord's. And so thinking back, I'm like, that's what I did. I wrote with my hand that I'm the Lord's. And so uh, I had a scripture that mm. I could cling to uh, regarding like a contract with the Lord. And so um, I just want I love that thought of consecrating the power of consecrating your life to Jesus to be his and fully his because at the end of the day we're either serving the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness that's what everything boils down to and Absolutely. so to commit yourself wholly to him um, that his dream can flow through you is uh, a beautiful topic that really isn't touched on but the power of consecration um, that's great thank you thank you yeah um, so yeah from there um, you know in the same time and space, uh, I was doing some like inner healing and going through a book that kind of teaches you how to hear from the Holy Spirit, how to repent, how to forgive. And uh, a buddy of mine who is also a believer, he, I was telling him about some of the stuff that was coming up. And he's like, I'm going to pray for you that in the next three nights you're going to have a dream and that will help you with some of the stuff you're going through, right? And, and I was like, what? Like, I never dream, first of all. I never like wake up and I'm like, oh, I had this vivid dream. But um, the third day rolled around, and I thought, man, I haven't had a dream. I wonder if I'm going to have one tonight. And, uh, and sure enough, I was, I was sleeping, and then I had this dream where I'm at this church in San Diego, the Rock Church, Miles McPherson, and he's preaching. And it's like there's millions of people. It could have been like heaven you know, was there or something. And he's preaching, and I'm just getting really fired up. And I'm like, man, all these people are just sitting here and, and not – responding you know and so I'm like I need to stand up so I stand up which is a big deal for me because I was really shy at the time and uh, he pauses and he like addresses me and he's like what's what's going on and I'm mm -hmm. like all I know is I'm down with what you're saying I want to join your posse and go after the bad guys and so <laughs> uh, I watched a lot of cowboy shows growing up and uh, and so the dream faded and I'm in my room in that like half awake half asleep kind of place and I see this, this vision, if you will, of a silhouette. And it was like Jesus and then like all of God's, God's gang, like Abraham, David, Paul, Peter, you know. And, and so the Lord's speaking to me in my room and he's just telling me how much he loves me. And there's nothing I can do to escape his love. He knows everything I've done past, present, and future. And he still loves me. And so I'm just weeping in my room through this conversation. And I start, I realize I'm, I'm just like, I've got here, I can ask him anything. And so I'm like, Jesus, you know, what do I do for a career and, and some of these other things? And, and he just, he goes, you know, you've been picked, you've mm. been chosen, you're on my team now. And, and the tears started flowing again. I, I go, God, I've been waiting for this my whole life and I didn't even know it. Mm. And, and he's like, yeah, you're in my business now. And, um, just the idea of a career, like doing the same thing for 40 or 50 years, just like, just scared me, to mm. be honest. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with my life? I want to do something of interest and, uh, you know, where you're not bored and it's always changing. And so um, towards the end of this encounter, um, basically the Lord invades my being. Mm. And it's that you hear that term liquid love of God and, mm. and 
And so, like, as his love overwhelmed me from the inside out, like, I was, like, weeping and just, like, so loud, crying, and then trying to hold on, trying to contain the love of God. And it's kind of like uncle, you know, like when you're a kid wrestling and stuff, mm. like, and the pain gets so much, but it's the opposite. Mm. And you're trying to hold on to, like, hold out for more of God's love. And, uh, and then it just, like, uncle, I'm sorry, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> can't take it. And, uh, and, then he, and then he just kind of backed off and, and left the room, and I was just there with all my tears and just, like, had this amazing encounter. Mm. Um, and, and woke up in the morning, and I'm like, wow, I'm in God's business. And wow, amen. I don't have any idea what that means, but he's going to show me. So, um, That's beautiful. It's, we all have moments of commissioning where, you know, this doesn't happen every day, right? Like mm -hmm. every, we live by faith and not right. by sight. But then the Lord kisses our hearts and we have moments where he calls us as voices and as ones who will be like on his side to do his work. So I love that commissioning story because especially in Southern California, you have people mm -hmm. of all different types and tribes. And yeah. so to be mm -hmm. rooted in your identity that you are the Lord's and you're his witness and his representative is a powerful anchor moving forward in your career as an actor. So mm -hmm. that's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. So now I want to move on to what stories of influence well what what actually called you before we go into that what call, what what interested you when you think about Hollywood what was your draw to want to be an influencer uh, in LA um, well I, at the time I I, I, I kind of thought about doing it at different points in college and stuff and then after college uh, a good friend he's like hey you should reach out to my agent he was modeling and he's like you should see what this is all about and at, this was all during the time I was pursuing the Lord and like really ha beginning to walk with him and stuff And so I felt like I had the integrity or self-esteem to not compromise mm. and so um, I just thought wow like if someone wants to take a picture of me and pay me for it like fantastic and I get to travel possibly That's great. And then even deeper than that. It was You know who's going to Hollywood, you know, like mm. if, if the Lord wants to open this door for me then I can share the gospel and and go and reach people that would never step foot in a church yeah. and so before any of the money or travel or any of that stuff I was like wow this is a great opportunity just to evangelize uh, this particular group that you know people say is the devil's playground um, I just thought where can't God go where can't light go and mm. kind of like you've been saying um, with Isaiah 60 and so you know I just took that opportunity and move forward and just was like my mission is to share the gospel as much as possible and uh, you know let let things kind of fall as they may mm. from that point that's awesome that's also <clears throat> when I got into acting I realized I thought of all the the ways in which the world is reached but really media is now the platform going off across all of the world and how I can be a stake in the ground and I can be a puzzle piece for truth amidst so many ideas that I can be an anchor point for a generation. So I too had a similar burning. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about influence. How do we be an influence in this deep darkness? How are we shining our light? Chad, you are just a fun teddy bear. <laughs> People just love you. When I talk to you, you have so many fun stories of how God used you in such a natural way to mm -hmm. love people well. And so um, why don't you share with us some of some of your stories? 
Well, um, you know, I, it's interesting. Um, after college, um, you know, I, I didn't really know what direction I was going to go. Mm. And, uh, you know, so you, I worked a little bit in professional sports and then, um, you know, I had these, these student loans I had to take care of, mm. you know, it's massive debt. Mm. So what I did on the side was I, I started working at, at different hotspots throughout. Mm-hmm. And what happened was is that I didn't even, I didn't even see it coming. God used me. Mm. You know, he, he used me amongst these places mm. where, you know, people go out and they do what they do. And, and um, you know, it, it's, there were some, some nights when I'd, be, when I'd be working, I was like, wow. I was like, there is no way that was me. I mean, it was me, but it was God working through me. Mm. And it, it just, it was, it was unbelievable, uh, you know, the people that would just, they would literally just come and, and, and want me to counsel with them. Mm. And, um, you know, it's... It's very, you know, you, you hit the topic that, you know, there's all this glamour and right. beauty. And on the outside, Hollywood screams, I have it all together. You know, right. I'm powerful and beautiful. Right. But some of the deepest brokenness and 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 hurt hurting people are right. behind those pretty faces. Right. So that's what you encountered, right? And that's yeah, and, people and opened up to you. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and amongst those hot spots, I mean, I, I saw, I saw the brokenness. Yeah. You know, I saw people that were, you know, on, from the outside, they looked amazing. It looked incredible. Mm-hmm. You know. But I knew I, could, I knew because the spirit was speaking to me. I'm like that person, that person needs to be loved on. That per that person's been through a lot. Yeah. And I could tell too because I know what I've gone through in my life. So it kind of takes one to know one. Mm-hmm. And I could see myself being where they used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, not not a, you know, from a judgmental point of view. Like, hey, I'm I'm here and you're there. It was more of like a, uh, a observation. And I had more of a compassion mm-hmm. with them. And uh, I don't know, you know, it was just, it was something. But it was basically through co- uh, conversations. Conversations. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like when you go through things in life, you don't necessarily put it together. Maybe you're in a relationship or something, and when it, you kind of move through that, you kind of look back and you're like, aha. Mm-hmm. So I know, because there was places I, sh- I shouldn't have been at, and I was there. And I was working. But the Lord used you as light. Totally. And you used to wear, you said you used to wear a little well, angel on your. Yeah. Got my little guardian angel right here. Um, let me finish this real quick. So it's interesting because when you use the word God in, amongst these places, a lot of people don't like that. So what they would do and say, hey, let's go, let's go talk to Chad because he's got the positive vibes. Mm-hmm. Positive vibes underneath that is called the Holy Spirit, which is light. Mm. But you just go with that because that attracts them. Right. They're like, he's got positive vibes. And people, people like that. It's not threatening, you know. Yes. So, I love um, that concept of being an undercover agent that so right. many times like in this industry we can't outwardly be a flaming Christian. Right. And that and that's that's not me anyway. I mean, I'm not this person that stands on this on this corner and you know and says, "Hey, shame on you." And that's right. just not who I am. But you um, just related to the everyday person exactly. and connected with their hearts. Yeah, I was just yeah. being I was just honestly being authentic and there was times where literally if I would work on a Sunday I'd be in church and I, I my stomach would be getting all nervous because I knew where I was going after this mm. you know and so I would change out and go into you know this big playground mm-hmm. so it was pretty wild but um, you know as far as my angel goes so my guardian angel I lost one of my best friends to cancer and his name was Jiggy 
his name was Matt Jigaliotti, and we called him Jiggy for mm -hmm. short. So he died, and you know, I saw him go from just an amazing, incredible young man with a huge future just to like nothing, mm -hmm. you know, within six months. So um, after he had passed away and I was with him, I knew I wanted to do something for him, and I wasn't sure what it was. Um, and then one day, my mom went to, I've always been in angels. They're fascinating to me. And my mom went to this angel store and they have everything angels. And my mom had told them about my friend that I had lost. And so she gave her like this garden angel pen and she's like, give this to your son. So my mom gave that to me and it like clicked. I was like, that's it. I was like, boom, that's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I wore it right here and it was never a thing of like, you know, to show off or I didn't even know what was ahead of me wearing this. It was more just a thing between him and I. And when I would look at that, I'd, I'd realize that life is short mm -hmm. and you really got to live it. And they can be taken away from you. I don't care where you are, what money you have, the looks you have, the car you have, it does not matter. It can be here and gone tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so over time, you know, all these places I would go, um, people would come up to me and say, what's, what's, that on your, what's that on your shoulder? And I would kind of tell them the story, you know, and it would just open up the floodgates. Now we're talking about God. Now we're talking about angels. And, and I, they'd I, engage you about they God. They would engage me. And, there, you know, there was a lot of places I went um, where, uh, you know, it's probably not a lot of people talk about God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, my friends would be like, why, why, are you why are you talking to her for, him for, for all that long? And I'm like, we were talking about God. They're like, whatever, get out of here. <laughs> and I'm like, no, we were. They asked me about this. And then, you know, maybe their, da their dad died, their mom died. Maybe they're searching, you know, they're, they're mm -hmm. tumbling um, you know, with, with faith, and they have questions, and it just—it's amazing. I've literally talked to thousands of people. It's awesome. Yep. It's unreal, There's and I also give them to people too if I feel the, mm, the nudge to do it. It's a little momentum. Yeah, that's great. So, so your story has really been the story of counsel and friendship, and I think yeah. that's beautiful. Now, Joshua, you've had you have a lot of fun stories as well, and so I'd love to hear from you about some of your experiences. Sure. Um, so it, my agent called me one day and, and uh, they're like, we have an audition for you for Playboy. Mm. And I was like, what? And, and I'm like, what am I going to be doing? And what, what's involved? And they're like, oh, it's an editorial type thing. And uh, so I was like, prayed about it. I wasn't so sure. I became friends with these people, producers and whatnot, and we're going to fit for the suit, and we're in Laguna Beach, and they're like, do you swim? And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't swim, but I surf. They're like, you surf? And they're from, yeah, the East Coast and everything, they've never surfed, so they're just like, hey, can you teach us how to surf? And so I was like, yeah, sure. And, uh, and so in the process of that, getting to know them, they're like, hey, you should do this editorial thing over here. And so um, it just kind of opened up, and I just went with it in terms of like it just felt like the door was open and there wasn't anything you know to be really concerned about because it was just surf at the beach and so I ended up getting to um, spend time with these people share the gospel share my heart for the Lord and you know that's the whole point of why I went to uh, into this arena is because I'm like these people will never show up at church you know right. uh, kind of like what you're expressing exactly. And, and so I just felt like that was the assignment that God opened was, you know, I, I got to hang out with some professional surfers and then, you know, to spend time with these people that might not otherwise encounter, you know, a discussion about Jesus and eternity and 
what life's really all about. And so um, those are the things that really like I was excited for is just those mm -hmm. conversations because everything else doesn't mean anything in comparison. So right. um, that's one particular mm -hmm. opportunity that the Lord opened up in that arena. Didn't you say you brought some big Spurgeon book into one of your yeah. meetings and people are like, what's this or what was that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was on a, another commercial shoot and uh, you can bring books and different things and read. And so while I was on set, I was just reading Spurgeon Gold by Ray Comfort. And so it was just a lot of quotes and different things that he compiled in a mm. book. And this, this uh, a friend of mine now, he walks up and he's like, Spurgeon Gold? On set, and I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, what, what are you talking about? I'm just reading this. And he's like, I can't believe that you're doing this right now. And to me, you know, everything else is secondary to, you know, just talking about the Lord and, and making the most of every opportunity uh, that I could. And, and to this day, I'm still friends with David, and um, he's a great guy. And, and we formed a friendship just out of reading Spurgeon Gold on mm. set. So That's fun. And I love from many of your stories, I felt the heartbeat, as we said, that it's discipleship is friendship, right? Mm -hmm. How you just befriended people. And similar in my story, when I, from finding myself in parties at, uh, you know, or gatherings next to Taylor Swift's house with Oprah and Tony Robbins, yet again, we need to be wise as a serpent, but innocent as a dove. And so being of the, being in the world, but not of it, right? right. So just yeah. kind of being, the presence of God and being light and looking for the open doors that He opens for you. And so it's kind of, I see it kind of as a fun little adventure. Every day when I was in Southern California, I was like, Holy Spirit, what is the open door that I'm right. to go through? Yeah. And so I'd find myself in these gatherings or on set and knowing that, you know, I can't save someone's soul. I'm not the savior, but I can plant a seed of light yeah. into the garden of their life that God will water and he'll bring another messenger their sometimes, way. So sometimes it's just the littlest things that make the big, you know, make the biggest impact. You don't have to sit on this corner and say all these things. It can just be a little bit, a little mustard mm -hmm. seed. Right, yep. exactly, exactly. You know? And our light is powerful. Um, and you know, this is another thing we were discussing, but the beauty of righteousness and the beauty of a burning heart, that's so, it's a rare beauty on the right. earth. Mm -hmm. But as people are focusing on this surface, you know, being perfect on the outside, but having no substance on the inside, to encounter an individual who has a presence, who has this a, 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 a power, it's really the, the Holy Spirit within yeah. us that's beautiful. Positive vibes. Positive <laughs> vibes, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, how that, that speaks to people without yeah. even realizing that what that's, it is. That's the thing, is that so many people, they, they, <clears throat> they focus so much on, I mean, yeah, you, you have a body, you should take care of yourself to the best of your ability but they, they don't realize that they need to really be okay with who they are and, wh and where God is with them. Yeah. You know, that's first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And then the rest will take care of itself. They focus so much on, you know, social media and th wh what he thinks and she thinks when internally and in, in their spirit, mm. they're lost, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? And so I'm a firm believer that, you know, we are spiritual beings living in a human body. So it's like, this is, you know, if, if you're here 20 years or 100 years, it's it's a vapor, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, it goes so quick. Um, so you really need to take advantage of your time here and, and really 
spend time with God and be a, be comfortable in your own skin mm-hmm. because that's that's what's powerful mm-hmm. and then people will be attracted to that right it's kind they'll of be like attracted the, to those positive vibes or that light right it's a war for identity where are we going to anchor our power source is it mm-hmm. going to be in our outward presence that's so fleeting you know my mascara fades in three minutes but that that eternal rock of the lord that's unshakable and immovable joshua how do you overcome some of those just that pressure to have it all together or just you've encountered because you were doing modeling as well you Mm -hmm. know and so you want to give voice to that yeah i think um (coughs) you know there's different pressures in hollywood um and to participate in certain uh, discretions, indiscretions, if you will. Mm. And so for me, I mean, I, I can't speak for other people, but I, I just would get up and I would be in the Word every day and I would be doing, you know, two chapters a day and praying through it, talking to the Lord. And so I think, you know, uh, man can't live without the Word of God, mm. right? And so um, uh, just feeding on that constantly and um, being strengthened in that. So then when you do go out, that you have something to share with people and you know sin seems empty for what it is and you Mm -hmm. just have no interest in it because you're in love with Jesus so um, that's just like something that I've really found to be Mm. very powerful that's absolutely right having the gift of a fascinated heart when your heart is connected to the Lord and you're you're eating the bread of life the the pleasures of sin are fleeting they don't they don't pull on you Mm -hmm. but we really need to the Lord is our power source that just like our batteries our you know our cell phone batteries need to charge every night we need to plug ourselves into the power source to really overcome that power of the spirit of this age and to be able to um, come with his strength and might amen yeah that's That's wonderful so um, Joshua anything else from you about um, Being yeah. an influencer, influencer in Hollywood. You know, you talk about friendship and, and that kind of thing and the idea of discipleship in the church. And, um, you know, one, I actually came across a Christian play. Mm. And so I was able to do a Christian play and, and basically develop a friendship with a guy named Chad uh, who hey, was, uh, was saved, <laughs> walked away, and then was trying to come back to the Lord. Mm. And, mm. and basically out of this friendship where there's a ton of warfare for me not to be a part of this play, every money coming in for jobs and everything um it was so blatant i was like i'm doing this no matter what Mm. and it was the last night of the play that in the bathroom a conversation happened about where he was at and he really opened up and then uh, i was able to get him some jobs elsewhere and we just developed a friendship to a point where uh i was in his wedding and Mm. uh and he's you know pursuing the lord and has a relationship and just walked away from a lot of the things that were challenging him Mm. So, yet again, uh, all about relationship (coughs) and connecting with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also noticed like things move so quick in Hollywood that you really need to, yet again, be in tune with the Holy Spirit and His voice so you can have a word in season. I remember once uh, I was working with a director, but it was hard to get in touch with him. But, you know, my life Bible verse is, you know, the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. And the Lord one day perfectly ordered my steps to him where I was able to, I had a moment to deliver a word to him um, that really impacted him. So um, we need to stay sharp and connected to the Lord. So 
I would like I would I have something that just kind of came to my spirit I don't know how much time we have but I can wrap it up pretty quick um, this is something that happened to me uh, a few years back um, I was at probably all-time low in my life mm. in all areas and just everything hit me and um, one time I came home and I got on my laptop and I was talking to uh, my friend Lori and I was just kind of you know letting her know you know what my thoughts were and how I was feeling and she knew you know I had been going through a lot so she was being very supportive of me well once I was getting that downward spiral I was like man I couldn't believe you know where I was going with that mm -hmm. and um, all of a sudden this this wave this energy came through started like in my head mm -hmm. and it was like a woom, woom, and it went all the way through my head all the way through my body and it lasted probably about 40 seconds. Mm -hmm. I had and that no, was his presence. I had you. no idea what was going on. Mm -hmm. I thought maybe I'm having a heart attack. It's something I've never experienced in my life. Mm -hmm. I was absolutely in awe. And I remember when it was going through my body, I remember thinking, if this does not leave my body, I cannot contain this. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a thing of what was hurting me, but it was so powerful and s the energy was it, it, unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And so it finally left my body. I typed back, I was like, oh my gosh, you're not gonna believe what happened. She's like, yeah, I know what happened. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, I, I pray, because she's very close to the Lord. Mm. She goes, I prayed, I said, God, if you're, if you're real, which I know you're real, but you need to show up right now, anytime, anytime in Chad's life, you need to show up and let him know that you're real. Mm -hmm. And literally within like less than a minute, it happened. So she told me, she said, mm. turn off your laptop, turn off your phone, go to bed, he might not be done with you yet, be obedient. I was scared to death. Because I'm like, what if something happens to me? And I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to go to sleep. Because I'm still trying to figure it out. Is there something medically wrong with me? But that was his me? presence. It was his presence. And you know what? It that's actually, you know, they say the light is brightest in the darkness. Yeah. And so, yep. I don't know about y'all, but I've seen the, the most powerful miracles I've seen is when I've been surrounded by the darkness. Yep. And so, mm -hmm. exactly. you know, in wrapping up this show tonight, we just really want to encourage you um, to be the righteous are bold as lions and that you can run into the realms, the mountains that God has called you to be. You're the actor of your own story. God is your director, uh, whether you're called to entertainment industry or media or not, that your life is lived before heaven in all of eternity. And when you live unto the Lord Jesus Christ, he is writing your story in the book of life that will be remembered for all of the ages. So we want to speak boldness and power on your spirit today, wherever you're at, in the story of your life, in the movie of your life, that uh, the light shines bright in the darkness, that miracles, signs, and wonders follow those who believe, that his still small voice is real in your life. So we bless you as influencers who've tasted Southern California, that the Lord is with you, that he's on you and so we just pray that the Holy Spirit fill you and encourage you today that this is your life it is here today and may be gone and just this life is a vapor so we encourage you to be his witness for such a time as this so sending love and grace Joshua you want to close us out with anything else um, hey you know pursue the Lord seek him first and and trust him with the direction the purpose that your life is meant to be according to the King of Kings Amen. Well, blessings from stories from Hollywood and have a wonderful night. We love you guys.